0: welcome to another edition of adult sports kid i am your host jason paul thank you so much for joining us today so it's here 2k22 nba 2k22 to be more precise has released it was 2k day last friday that is why this podcast i push it off to release later Uh, The next week, week you should be getting this on a Monday if you're seeing it as soon as it gets launched. Maybe we'll keep this cadence. We might not. I'm going to look at some listener numbers and we'll take a look at the analytics and sort of go from there. But I definitely this week wanted to hold off because I knew I'd be getting it at launch. I knew I'd be playing the heck out of it. So I wanted to come fresh with some impressions for you. If you have it, feel free to tweet at adult sports kid. Let me know how you're liking it. I'm going to start getting more active there and really get into the 2K conversation because to lead off with this, the first thing that sticks out to me is how overwhelmingly positive the reaction's been, which is pretty crazy in today's day and age if you think about it or you've been a part of any online banter around sports gaming. It's very, one, it's very rare that a launch goes off pretty smoothly. And and that's not to say there's plenty of hiccups with this particular launch, Uh, With NBA 2K22, there's been issues with Xbox Series X and S users, I think, being thrown back to the dashboard after trying to start a my career. We're having issues, uh, at least personally, and looking around Twitter, it seems to be pretty prominent around uh, joining squads. But overall, once I loaded the game in late Thursday night, my time, since I'm on the West Coast, it took a couple hours for my VC and my team bonus to propagate. But once they did, it's been, you know, I don't know, smooth, but certainly smooth enough where a lot of people have played it. And I'm just shocked to see how much positivity there is. And it's not to say that there aren't negatives and people are still posts saying this is an L as a release, but ultimately... I don't remember positivity being this high. Uh, That was followed up by Baluba, Mike Wang on Twitter saying, we don't really want to touch gameplay for the foreseeable future, which I like to hear because I think gameplay is pretty solid. I'm going to go more into that. But I just want to, I think it's worthy to take time when we're, you know, we're in the year 2021 and a game is released and it's overwhelmingly positive. I think that's solid. I think we've seen that in a couple things in gaming over the last few months, right? Like the Halo beta, it seemed like that was overwhelmingly positive. And now if people really are digging 2K22 and it's overwhelmingly positive. That's great. You know, I saw a tweet and I don't, I can't give credit because I forget who it was and I lost it. But it was uh, basically the, the sentiment was, you know, if this many people are happy, you're doing the right thing. And I think they are. Because what I think ultimately what 2K22 is, and my impressions are going to be centered on next gen. I have not played current gen yet. I'm not sure if I will this year. I, I suspect I will. Um, at least give it a try. But I, it seems like a more refined game from the one released, you know, 10 months ago. You just have to keep that in mind. 2K22 next gen was released only 10 months from... 2K21 next gen. So really, I like the. I kind of like those situations. I think they work out because what the team does instead of getting overly um, ambitious or trying to add too many new features, what they end up doing is just sort of refining the core of the game that they had just released and really shoring up that foundation. And in this situation, it truly seems like that's sort of where it's going, and that's fantastic because they did shirt it up first thing you'll notice defense is improved it's very solid it's from both ends of the spectrum if you're playing a good a defense playing even on all-star i'm having trouble penetrating it just by running past people by trying to take wide angles and get to the basket they're playing much smarter the pick and roll defense is finally to a place where you could trust your computer teammate to drop or switch and do the right thing and then have a defense rotating in to help so that is super encouraging to see, and then ultimately it feels good when you're playing defense on the ball. I feel a little more uh, impactful in bodying up, and that was uh, that was alluded to before release. But until, like I said last week uh, or last episode, I should say, until you get your hands on it, the the words the developers put out are just that. They're words. They serve as marketing materials. And sometimes you don't believe it. But I played this. It's It feels better. It feels refined. And I've yelped. I've yelled. I've gotten up at a few blocks I've completed. And that does not have blocks. I was getting excited about blocks. Something where in previous two Ks, it was either a block or a dunk. And now I think we're seeing a little bit more of contact being a, a, a factor. Stripping the ball the ball sort of going off multiple people's hands. It feels a little more realistic. And if you haphazardly drive into the, to the hoop, you're going to encounter some difficulties. Like I've seen snatch blocks online in the rec, or I should say pro am. So it seems like defense is a real factor. And so if you're a, my player, maybe you want to my player player. You should think about that before you go in and create somebody. And you should think about that if you're just a franchise gamer, right? Like, that's great that you have somebody in the middle that makes a difference and really um, can impact the game. And you combine that with the on-ball defense feel, which feels good. And and Mike Wang also alluded to on Twitter getting a bonus. Uh, if you're, like, playing somebody head-to-head and you're actually playing on-ball defense, that's good. It should affect the other person's shot more, which I think is fantastic just to, you know promote people actually playing defense not just letting the computer do it for them because a lot of times it's just not gonna it was gonna be sufficient in years past and now if you get that bonus for playing d we're gonna get people to learn how to play defense which is gonna be a good thing for this game and for basketball fans in general uh so defense is absolutely great to move more onto the offensive side of the ball Shot aiming is totally gone. We knew last year that caused some cheating issues, and and across, uh, I believe it was across all consoles. So good to see that's gone. Also, just wasn't adopted. Never, I gave it a try, but truly not as fun or as rewarding as just timing your shot. Um, now a few things they added to shots this year. I mean, it's ba- the meters changed a little bit. They always sort of make tweaks to the meter. They've also added. Uh, a customizable side of um, sound effect when you green a shot, which is kind of cool. You know, I a little unrealistic for some, I totally get that. But when you're playing my career online with your buddies, I think it is, it's a neat little thing to have that little bit of customization. So I do enjoy that. Um, and then I think you can also customize what the, like the splash looks like. And I think we've had that previously. So that shooting wise, Really feels like a refined version of last year's game, like I said earlier. The other part of offense is this aggressive dunk mechanic that they added in. Now specifically what this means is that if you're driving to the basket and you have R2 or the right trigger held and you pull back on the shot stick, it's gonna trigger an aggressive dunk which is timed and has its own meter and the meter is blown up to a bigger size than what you're used to with a shot meter so it's easier to see. And if you hit perfect release on this meter, you'll finish the aggressive dunk 100% of the times. And if you land in uh, the earlier late zone, or in the slightly earlier, slightly late zone, you'll have a good chance of making. And then if you land outside of that slightly earlier, slightly late zone entirely, you're probably gonna whiff it. So adds another layer, you can, sidestep it and not use it if you just use square or x to dunk or if you just want to dunk using right up or left on the on the shot stick but this was specifically for aggressive dunks which are now mapped to pulling down so a mechanic that i listen i'm not good at it i suck at it i don't i want to hold judgment on whether to say this is good or bad until i have more play time with it but i think this is another thing that helps defenses right because What you're trying to do is add a little more skill-based playing to slashers who have like a 99 dunk. So if you're playing against somebody online, they have a really great slasher player that they've created. It used to be, you know, they were going to pretty much dunk at will. And it was just like that ratings matchup. Like, well, they're driving dunks better than, you know, this block, blocking rating from the big guy on my team. So we're, we're screwed, right? Well, now this is another added... Uh, feature that makes it skill-based now this could also backfire if it's too easy of a mechanic that people are going to master it and never miss a dunk right now i don't know if i've gotten a perfect release so i think right now i'm okay with it but we'll see people listen this is uh people got a lot of time to play this game i mean there's people who are leveled up super quickly in nba so i'm not gonna hold my breath and say this is like a mechanic that's gonna last forever but this is like offensively the biggest thing I feel like they've changed. Uh, smaller things, nuance wise, offensively, I do feel just the controls a little tighter. I feel when you're without the ball at the top of the key or around the three point arc, I feel like your guys are positioned a little better to catch and it looks a little more realistic. I don't know if it functionally has an impact, but it looks cool. So that's awesome. Um, dribbling, I do, it feels different. I'm, again, not great at dribbling, never been good at dribble, dribbling, but it feels more one to one. If you're, you know, flip right to left, I feel a crossover is a little more uh, crisp and it comes a little quicker. And then I feel like in past games, I'd sort of be unwieldy with the right stick and I'd get so far ahead of the animation that when it caught up, it didn't make sense contextually for where I was at. Here I feel like it keeps up with my thumb enough where I'm going to actually be able to think in real time and make the play based off of the defender's positioning. So fingers uh, crossed for that dribbling being better. But again, I, I don't think it's much as an overhaul It's just sort of tightening up and they change some of the, like, you know, how you do your sig sign up, uh, size up. But ultimately, like that's wa- waffled back and forth over the past few years on like dribbling control. So I don't think it's the controls itself. I think it's like Mechanic, or and not even the mechanics, but like just how it plays out in real time, and just the crispness and the technical, uh, I guess superiority of dribbling now because it feels like you're in more control and it's really one to one, so that's great. What else should we discuss? Oh, we must mention the PA announcers, the real PA announcers are great. You know, even I'm not familiar, the first game I played with real teams in this, I think, was uh, Charlotte Hornets just playing at their stadium. Uh, in the, or their arena, I should say. And the intros sound realistic, obviously, because it's a real guy. But the cadence of their voice, the way they introduce an away person versus the home team. And then just during the game, I feel like even the generic PA announcer they did work too, Because it feels... It sounds, I should say, very realistic. Um, just how you hear it through a stadium's PA. I don't know. Again, last episode, I really... Uh, shine the light on this feature but I worried about like hey like 20 years down the line in franchise are they going to say anybody's name it looks like it's sort of the generic PA announcer put through a filter maybe to sound more like him I do think you get a little bit of everything but if the intros are there if just the the general ambiance and atmosphere is up, even if it's just for a few years temporarily in my NBA, uh, I think that's great. So that was cool and that's realism. And that's never, I would never even thought to actually do that, right? I would think that's just way too big of a lift. That's too ambitious, but it wasn't for next gen. Uh, I think that's, I think it's only a next gen. So it's really cool. And that's just for realism sake. And that's for, let's be honest, most people are playing my player and that's it, you know? So they're really going to get just, it's really just a slice of my player, which you hear the PA announcers for the real uh, leagues, right? Like if you're, if you're, if you're playing NBA games offline, but if you're playing like online in the park in the rec or the, you know, pro-am, you're not going to get any of this. So I'm really loved that. They still are very committed to realism, committed to replicating an NBA atmosphere. And that shines through. So let's talk a little bit more about my career where most people are going to spend a lot, if not the majority of their time. I know for me, started playing with some buddies already, having fun, going through the same, you know, listen, I, I complained. I, they've made improvements to the city. I still don't like having to live in that city, <laughs> right? Like it's not It's not what I would crave from the ground up, but for what they have, we'll we'll get into more of the city specifically but here's what i love the biggest thing i love that they added is three on three matchmaking so it's called the quote-unquote the old gym you can go there and if you don't have a squad you can get into three on three games via matchmaking everybody going in solo that's a godsend i'm gonna play with randoms a lot that way not gonna wait around the park to get demolished by a squad I really hope it becomes a place where people want to play smart basketball, get matched up with other people who want to play smart basketball, maybe you can make some real friends and create real squads out of that. Um, Other thing I think, I think the builder is more balanced. I think it will force people to not be able to just create people who are great at three pointers. I think we saw that a lot last year, the year before, the year before. I mean, it's the Steph Curry effect from hitting real life to the video game world, and I think we need to do something about that. And I think the developers recognize that and did do something about that. So it's more balanced. Uh, I'd say it's, I don't have the exact uh, mechanics and calculations down, but it seems like one attribute is way more likely to affect multiple attributes than it has been in years past. Like you're not going to be able to be a good uh, three-point shooter and not have a really good mid-range, for example. They've also really limited height they've really um kept in check like if the taller you are the less your three-point rating can be just to balance the game for online play like we know realistically in the real world it can happen that you can be seven foot and knock down everything from trey trey land but it's not it's not fun and it's not balanced when it comes to online play so it seems like 2k and take two has really made the decision like hey if you want to be steph curry you're gonna have to be steph curry's height like you're not gonna be able to be steph curry and be six eight so i like that um we'll see how it shakes out we'll see how good people get anyway from just their badges or their timing but ultimately i think my career is pretty cool the city's changed a little bit they put all this uh the stores in like a prominent area it definitely seems bigger it seems more lively there's weirdly people lying face down in parks I guess sleeping or doing yoga there's coffee shops there's fashion runways listen a lot of stuff that just quite frankly doesn't interest me but I can see the appeal I can I don't know if the 14 year old me would have been happy or excited either but I see the appeal Um, and I also see some of you know the clownishness they still do right like there's a state farm store for some reason because we all want to I don't know, ensure our VC purchases or ensure the the jersey we create for our Pro-Am team. But you got people walking around looking like Jake from Snape State Farm. I guess they can get their clothing. There's way more quests. It's more RPG-like. We'll see how many of those quests I actually want to do or like to do. Maybe there's some cool stuff hidden in there. I don't know. I might give it some time this year to actually explore, though. It does sound like I've written it off, and I have to a large extent. But I don't want to totally write it off. Maybe there's some gold in there. Um, City-wise, you start off with a skateboard like last year, but you don't have to go to the store to pick it up. I don't exactly know how spawning is working yet. I think it's still where you um, your affiliated court. You get fast travel to your apartment, which is nice, because you're talking to your boy Ricky quite a bit. They've pretty much mesh the story in with the city so it's like a living breathing environment so i think that's pretty cool as opposed to having to sit through hours of story before you get to the city there's no docs this year so i'm glad they took that out that was a very i think just not totally thought out way to introduce people to playing online games in 2k especially when everyone's wearing the same clothing um so yeah again like nothing groundbreaking not everything i want not, I don't think there's better matchmaking in Pro-Am. I don't know about the rec yet because of the squads issue. I haven't been able to try that out yet. And no more variety in rec or Pro-Am arenas, which I wish there would be. And I truly think it should be based off the tier system. As you level up, you play in better arenas. But not this year. But if the gameplay holds up, the online servers hold up, and there's a just a little bit more matchmaking in Pro-Am or Rec. I think this will be a good year and a fun time. And again, the circle is all back to what I said initially. The public reaction being very positive is kind of shake. I don't I almost I was like, is this actually good? You know, I'm so used to a course of booze at NBA 2K that I don't think is totally deserved because of just how well the gameplay is done. But it's done even better. And. This year, which is a good sign, and maybe this is a balance that strikes the chord with more people, and maybe I was being a little too judgmental of those, you know, I was like, "Oh, you're nineteen, what do you know about basketball?" But if there's a balance that exists, and this still plays pretty simulation-like to me, that everyone likes, and we find that balance, then God bless us. We let's go there. Let's go. Let's go for it, Wang. So that's those are my early thoughts. It's you, and my last thought overall with that, actually let me mess in I I'm sorry. I didn't update this last week. Uh news wasn't out yet. They did add some things to my NBA. Three things just I think is cool. My staff, so you have just more coaches, more options for trainers, different types of coaches that have real impacts on your team and players. Uh load management as a concept, so it looks like you'll be seeing some teams sit their star players. Uh, if there's somebody who needs load management to to get through a whole uh, 82 games and playoffs and they've added in-depth scheduling so you can schedule walkthroughs and shoot arounds and practices and really be the coach very in-depth so they didn't ignore my nba i think they again shirt it up nothing too ambitious Little by little. They didn't have a full development cycle for this. So they did what they could to make it better and hopefully not break anything in the process. I'm sure there were things broken that I'm not aware of. There always are with the amount of options you have there. You're not going to QA testers that hit every situation. That's for sure. So fingers crossed. It plays out pretty well. Um, final point on NBA 2K22 right now. There's modes for everybody. I t- I played a little bit with the my team. My team. I played a little bit with the my NBA. And the my t- there's my team improvements like a draft mode, which is a lot like draft champions that like EA rolled out a few years ago. Um, you can now play three on three versus your t- your friends in triple threat online. It's 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 good. My team seems like a good offering, and my NBA seems is a good offering and my players a fun time online and off so when you add all that up this is a game that truly can appeal for all types of nba 2k fans because there's going to be people that only play franchise that only play my career that only play my team you know people like me who like want to play a little bit of everything and sample it all and one month i'll be in the mood for this and next month i'll be moved for that but if i can keep going back to the same game for it that's the goal, right? And that's something where I think Madden didn't accomplish this. I'm having a lot of fun with Madden this year, but it's only in my online franchise mode, and I'm not loving the other game modes. Like I think Super Sarkeo, I you know is all right, and I did. I want to correct. You can play a full four minute quarter game with the college teams, and they're so cool. But again, I was saying last episode, why not? Let me use those out of other, other places. Let me use those players. And then Ultimate Team, it just doesn't really appeal to me for Madden, so I don't wanna you know unfairly judge that, but my team in NBA seems like there's something for everybody in there if you want to play online, if you want to play offline. And what the banter I've heard on Twitter is like there's not a lot of solo offline stuff to do. I and so the big takeaway, I think, NBA two K twenty two seems improved. If you liked it last year, I would recommend picking it up. Because I think it's a better version of the game from last year. And if you didn't like it, you have to look at... Listen to what I've said previously. What type of player are you? And maybe 2K... If you don't like 2K gameplay, this isn't for you. But I truly believe if you're a franchise gamer, it's worth it. You can customize your franchise mode to make it what you want. If you're a card collecting mode person, this is fully fleshed out. There's going to be seasons of content. There's going to be many fun cards to pull. Um, There's online and offline modes. And if you're my player, this is more RPG like. This gives you multiple routes. You can do college and and the G League in the same. You know, save for my player, I do think this is a fleshed out, sort of fully realized next gen basketball game. And that's the other thing we have to give applause for. These this was one of the only games at launch of the PS5 and Xbox Series X/S that was truly next gen. That was a different game experience, and what you're getting on current gen. You couldn't really say that for you couldn't say that for Call of Duty. You couldn't say that for Miles Morales even. It this was different in its own thing. So that ambition, I think, is paying off. They might be ahead of the game here. You know, Madden's more, largely the same between the current and next gen. I don't think that's the case with NBA. They've done well in terms of hey, we don't want to leave too many things out of current gen, but you got, to me, next gen's where it's at, and that's because that they put the resources, time, energy, money, manpower towards getting that out somehow last year and getting a decent game out. Now they've made it a little prettier. They've shared up environments, especially like in the city, making it more fleshed out. It feels like a fully realized game. So I do recommend NBA 2K22 based off of first few days of impressions, um, and then. I'm sure I will talk about it more throughout the year because this is always a game in heavy rotation. So fingers crossed. Uh, My opinion, you know, there's no game-breaking bugs that are introduced that ruin anything. But so far, so good for NBA 2K22. And wow, we've talked a lot about it. So I guess that in and of itself is a positive in the NBA 2K22 uh, win column. So let's move on. Let's go. And let's learn about the news of the week. Our first story from our friends at sportsgamersonline.com. From Michael Straw. GM mode returning in WWE 2K22. So in this article, they have a source that have confirmed its returning. And here's a quote from the source: it was a top priority. One source said the fans clearly wanted it, wanted it, and the team knew they. That they add the that they had the ammo to get it approved and in, so obviously the source not not great at grammar, but I'm assuming it's a typo. Uh, so it looks like we have a GM mode. People love GM mode in the older WWE games. I was not a huge fan. I actually was more of a universe fan mode, and I think the ultimate thing uh, that would get me to play GM mode is a little bit more. Well, it was all on kayfabe right like people within the wwe had contracts and you could spend so much so listen i think i just wasn't in the right headspace i'm very big in the tew 2020 very online text-based wrestling booker sim that's more realistic than any wwe game in terms of you got com- you've got promotions all around the world and it's money and it's not kayfabe and you're booking matches so knowing you can't do that I'm excited that other people are excited for this. I think universe mode, if you gave me even more control, I could do more what I'd want in universe mode, which is setting up um, storylines, creating cutscenes, which used to be another mode in WWE. So we'll see how this universe mode or this GM mode takes shape. If it's at the expense of universe mode, I expect to see some of those features, you know be married into this new gm mode if they are both separate that could be good um to give everyone what they want but we'll see the the positive obviously is these developers clearly sat down and said well we were taking a year off excuse me we have to make this game better and we have to give people what they want and it's clear GMO has been what people wanted for a long time. So this is the right call, 100%. You have to do this. If if this... The, WWE is competition now in AEW. Pretty fierce competition. And a WWE video game is also going to have fierce competition when an AEW video game comes out. So you have to sort of be ahead of the game here. You have to cover your bases. And a GMO is something people are... something. Many people are clamoring for something that makes a lot of contextual sense in WWE with the separation of brands. And you're probably going to even see a third brand added added GM mode with NXT. Maybe even a fourth or a fifth if they want to go crazy. And if you can take over 205 Live or NXT UK or create a promotion and take it over, a la create an AEW. So we'll see where that goes. There's a lot of cool stuff that could happen with this. So they made the right call here. But it's really about the execution. Are you just copy and pasting what it did 15 years ago? Or are you going to create something that's truly uh, a next-gen wrestling GM mode experience? Because that could be very cool. So next story we have uh, from Operation Sports from Steve Noah. The Madden 22 first roster update went out for week one. You can now start a season from week one with accurate rosters. I have heard, though, if you download the rosters, there's many players missing. This seems like a bug people are aware of on Twitter and they're working on. It seems like a huge miss. It seems like the only way these rosters actually work is if you start from week one. If you download and import an active roster, it looks like you've got 300-plus players missing. Of all the details on hand, I don't think there's any real corporate communication from ea sports on this matter so honestly we're just sort of talking about this as a twitter conversation that one of the franchise guys uh one of the guys who works on franchise mode you know really was a seems apologizing for seemed like he was apologizing for it and was trying to find workarounds for people so it's good that they're aware of it, but that's a pretty big fail. If that is the case, that rosters just don't work. Um, this is good for a franchise player that just want to start from week one, which I might do, just so you know the rosters are are are, are realistic. Um, you know, with all the cuts from preseason, and I don't know if there's little rating bumps, but we'll definitely start seeing those as as week one. You know, the NFL season is going on as I'm recording this, and uh, you know has just happened if you're listening to this on podcast services so we'll see about that expect a week a weekly roster update for madden so you can update your franchise mode or download it and hopefully in the future you won't have players missing uh next story from operation sports once again and steve noah gran turismo 7 release date in march of 2022 specifically march 4th and there was a trailer released um so at the playstation showcase which Got a lot of positive press. Things like Nice Old Republic Reboot were announced. Um, Spider-Man another Spider-Man game featuring both Peter Parker and Miles Morales, a Wolverine game. It was it was a big, very newsworthy event. Um very little sports content coming out from it. Not totally shocked from that. What they did what they did is they dated A release date for Gran Turismo 7. So as somebody who's a racing fan, I'm super excited for Gran Turismo 7. I'm super excited for what Sony can do with haptic feedback on the PS5. I've liked how it's been used in a game like F1, but I don't think it's been fully taken to its potential. And I think the possibility for it to reach its potential is gonna, we're gonna get a lot closer for something that's specifically made for the PlayStation and made from a Sony studio. So I'm excited for Gran Turismo 7. Uh, you know, I think obviously it's Gran Turismo versus Forza, right? And Gran Turismo sort of lost a lot of that lustre. There is no Forza Horizon has a wider appeal than I think Gran Turismo Seven will have. But if you're into Gran Turismo, if you're into racing, if you're into the systems and the you know the licensing systems and the way to just the breadth of cars you can get in Gran Turismo, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, I don't think anything that comes out super crazy what i'm always interested in when it comes to grand turismo games is weather um let's see if they have any so the time and weather change simulations da, 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 da. yeah the time and weather change simulation brought to life in gt7 is unique to polyphony digital who researched the complexities of nature and tailored it into a video game so this is what i want i want to be able to race in the rain and it look cool as hell right so I want good I want good graphics I want good control I want that haptic feedback I want the dual sense feel I want to be blown away with 4k graphics so fingers crossed that happens in March of 2022 next story from Josh Hutz uh, from operation sports aew games reveals first look at jungle boy upcoming video games so they showed off I believe it was at a panel. Um, just some graphics and gameplay footage. Uh, definitely alpha footage from Jungle Boy in the game. And him wrestling Darby Allen. And it looks good. It doesn't look next gen. I will say that. I'd say it looks more, you know, Xbox One, PS4-ish. And obviously it's a work in progress. But it looks great in the sense of it's being developed by Ukes, the same people who did No Mercy games and SmackDown games back in the day. Their name was on both of them. Um, I believe the dev team is more closely associated with what they did for No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, WCW, and WO Revenge. So if we can translate that grapple system into the modern world, and get the fun we had with No Mercy in WrestleMania 2000 to an AEW game. I think we have something, and I also th- believe in this more because a lot of the people who helped found AEW, like Kenny Omega, are huge video game fans. Heck he uses a move from Street Fighter as his finisher. I think there's going to be care put into this. I've heard some. I don't think people are very happy with the GM game that they came out with on phones. But it looks like that's receiving some updates. I think they're going to listen. And based off of how popular this company's quickly getting. I was one of the over 200,000 people who bought that AEW pay-per-view last weekend. It's permeating the wrestling world. It's you know on a very good time slot on TNT. It'll soon be on TBS, AEW. And if they continue to get a million plus viewers a week, you sell a video game to them. Obviously, but also what a video game do is bring in more fans by people who just enjoy good fighting games. And if they have good mechanics, and especially if it resembles these wrestling games of past people love, that alone is going to get a publicity. That alone is going to get people to play it. And then that will lead to people checking out AEW on television or on pay-per-view or live because they're fans of the game. So I think that symbiotic relationship between sports, games and the sports popularity will continue and be important and I think it shows a lot that AEW knows this and they've already started work on the game and it's not super far along I don't think I mean fingers crossed for 2022 and if a year from now we're getting ready for an AEW video game release and you know some you know CM Punk and Brian Danielson and and more WWE you know guys sort of come over and girls from WWE come over to AEW we can really see changing the tide and some of it's gonna be due to kids playing the game of the competitor. Like that's also gonna be it's not just gonna be, hey, ratings, ticket sales, t shirts you see out in the wild. It's gonna be video game. And I think AEW's smart to try to get a good one out there. And as we discussed last week on the episode, the big issue wasn't, you know, the quality of the game, it was WWE mad that a released you know, had to be delayed by six months to get a, to get a better quality game out there. So if that's indicative of, of WWE's corporate culture, I don't think it looks good for the WWE product in general or their video games. Uh, Counteract this to AEW, which is, you know, dealing with all sort of positive publicity. This very well could play into their hands. So I think this is something we want to keep an eye on as this game develops. I mean, I'm, fingers crossed that if a game plays like wrestlemania 2000 that was my jam so i want this got a couple more stories for you uh before we get into them i do want to uh just encourage everyone like subscribe this podcast wherever you found it we're on youtube we post that a couple days after the podcast version goes up find us wherever podcasts find us on whatever podcast service you use if we're not there for whatever reason please Tweet at Adult Sports Kid. Follow that uh, Twitter handle. I tweet out when the new episodes go out. And I'd also love to hear any feedback. So if you want it on a new platform, let me know. This story comes from Steve Noah at Operation Sports, and it's the FIFA 22 Volta football trailer was released. Um, so here's the thing I, 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 I read a little blurb they had about it. I watched the trailer, and here's Volta's going in a more arcadey direction think fifa street uh the last couple years volta was i think originally put in fifa 20 and i played it in fifa 21 i enjoyed it i enjoyed it because it wasn't super arcade it seemed like a pretty realistic version of soccer in a five-on-five context now they're sort of leaning into the arcade aspect i don't know obviously we don't know what analytics drove this decision or if this was always the vision for it but i can see this appeal right like people want arcade sports games this is a mode within a very huge release worldwide that has a arcade you know feel to it they're going to put more of an emphasis on flair which i assume means you know you get power ups and and scoring bonuses if you do cool moves but the other thing that i think is interesting is they're introducing something called volt arcade which is party games you can play with in Volta. And they include things like dodgeball, foot tennis, disco lava, quick strike, wall ball elimination, team keep away, target gallery and corner scramble. So it's really putting FIFA into uh, more of a party mode, you know, game and for casual people. And I don't think this is a bad idea. I'm college. We when we drank, we sometimes we drank heavily and uh, played FIFA and tied a drinking game to FIFA. So I don't think uh I don't think the developers of FIFA are unaware of people and they're pengent for having parties and playing football video games and they're going to lean into it. And I think this makes sense. I think people wanted a FIFA Street and although I don't think personally it's what I want in a super arcade soccer game, but it could still be fun and it'll just be a little more uh, you know, separated from the core gameplay of FIFA 22. So let's see how they do it. I think um, definitely open to trying this, giving it a go, and ultimately, if it gets more people playing FIFA, if it gets more people interested in football, it's it's sort of EA's goal, right? They want to just they don't want to just penetrate the football sim gaming marketplace. They want people into. All sports, Or your friend has FIFA, but you're willing to give this a try. Or you're just an American sports fan who doesn't know anything about soccer. So, I think it's interesting. I think it's a way to get people into sports, different sports. And I think it's a way to bring uh, more casual fans into FIFA. Because... It is a pretty simulation game. And you're going to have to know a little bit something about the sport to be successful. Speaking about soccer and football, soccer slash football, I should say, our final story comes from Operation Sports. It comes from Steve Noah, Football Manager 2022 announced release date November 9th. So Football Manager 2022 is coming out November 9th. But one of the big things it's it's coming to is Xbox Game Pass Day 1. So if you're an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, you're going to get this game one, day one. So this is just another big one for Game Pass because Xbox Game Pass is also on the PC. And that is where the majority of football manager players play. But if it gets any penetration on a console, it's going to be through something like this. It's going to be through a setup where it's you know included in a subscription and you get the Try it out on your console and play it that way. And maybe that pushes you to get the phone version. Maybe that pushes you to get the PC version, but it's a gateway in. And I know a lot of American sports fans um, just are oblivious or just don't know anything about tech sims. So maybe this is a way in for them, that they see it here, they give it a try, and then they're into the managing aspect. And that I root for because I want more people to be into franchise gaming. I think franchise gaming be, goes beyond just, like, if I'm into this sport, it's about management. management. It's about people in the business. It's, to me, franchise modes, you know, sort of, uh, it, it It blends a lot of my interests together. And I think it can do so for more people. And football managers like the cream of the crop, right? It's like that and OTP are, like, the tech sims that have outlasted all the others that sell the most that get the most notoriety and this is huge for it even to be recognized as something that's valuable to xbox and game pass for me it makes just one more thing it's like ah, maybe i should get an xbox or maybe i should get an xbox game pass for my pc at least so i can play this when it comes out and that's the big thing when it comes out i don't gotta wait and it's gonna be november it's gonna be you know soccer is really gonna be going full force then So I think it's a really smart move by Xbox, by Sega, just to get this in in front of as many people as possible. We're looking at a landscape right now where I think soccer in America is getting a lot more attention than it has in many years with the World Cup qualifying going on, with, with just all the big moves of Messi and Ronaldo twitching teams. I think that just gets a little bit of that publicity on ESPN and just enough for people to check it out. And like we say here on this podcast, you know, I think it's symbiotic. You get more people into the sport, they're going to be more interested in the video game. You get people in the video game, they're going to be more interested in the sport. So something like Football Manager plays a big part of that, especially when Football Manager is about managing about managing the team, is about that player movement. And the player movement, when Messi gets moved, guess what? That's a new story in every country in the world. And there's very few sporting events or sporting transactions specifically that can say that. So I think Football Manager has legs. I do encourage everyone to pick it up. Um, especially if it's free to to try on Games Pass just because it's a good time and really a very well done tech sim uh, overwhelming you're going to probably have to do a couple saves to figure out what you're doing but once you do it's highly rewarding and feels super realistic and scratches an itch that sometimes you did not even know you had. So with that, that's the news we have for this week. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Once again, I encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Adult Sports Kid. Please subscribe, like, tell your friend if you enjoyed this. If you didn't enjoy it, let's never, never, ever talk about it again. As always, have a good one, everybody.